Are you over 35 and expecting your first child? Do you think being of advanced maternal age means a hospital birth is your only option? Do you think home birth isn't safe after 35? Michaela Seligman joins the Bellies to Birthcast to discuss her decision to have a home birth with her first child at age 39. Welcome to Bellies to Birthcast, available whenever and wherever you want at givingbirthnaturally.com, the evidence-based guide to giving birth naturally. Our expert interviews, helpful tips, and inspirational stories will guide you through the pinnacles and pitfalls of pregnancy and childbirth so you can make informed decisions for your family. I'm your host, Katherine Beyer. You are listening to Bellies to Birthcast for the week of December 8th. First of all, welcome, Michaela. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Catherine. Pleasure to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. When did you first become interested in having a home birth? Sure. Um, well, we, my husband and I uh, first became interested in having a home birth, I would say, really after seeing, I think I'm, I'm like many women these days, um, fortunately after seeing the business of being born, Um, my husband's in public radio, and they had actually done a show on it. And I was in the early stages of the pregnancy and quite sick. (laughs) I had that version, you know, that doesn't just last in the morning, um, but goes the 24-hour cycle. And I remember laying on the sofa one night and having him bring home the DVD and say, we just got this. I think you'll be really interested in it. And we both really started the conversation at that point, um, it was not something that it was natural childbirth was definitely on my radar and in fact what i had planned to do and had for many years planned to do and considered knew lots of people um who had natural childbirth but largely in hospitals and the the notion of home birth i think to me to that point was somewhat fringe i i sort of thought well you know, how do you do that? You have the baby at home? Like, what about all those other things that you're in the hospital for? All those other reasons people have to be in the hospital. And after watching that and doing some research, my husband and I talking about it, we started to think, what are all those reasons that people go to the hospital? Um, I'm not sick. You know, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm in great health. I'm in great shape. Uh, He is a totally committed partner. So, um, you know, the idea of us being able to do this together is a reality. And it was at that point that we really started to to consider it and to, to make it happen. Did being 39 perfect your decision? You know, it didn't for me. Um, I feel, as I said, I'm, I'm in very good shape. I take really good care of myself. Um, I certainly, I guess, I don't know what it ever is to feel what your age is. You know, when I think about the fact that I'm almost 40, I go, wow. But I don't feel like um, there's anything in my in my health that would make that an issue. So it didn't for me, but it was, it was interesting because uh, my mother was quite nervous at first. And um, I do not come from a family that is, um, I guess, concerned about alternative options in medicine. My mom has been very supportive and is herself interested in lots of complementary treatment um, and lots of other ways of looking at things. So she wasn't particularly inclined to like hospitals anyway, but she was concerned because I was 39. She said, if you really looked into this, I'm a little concerned. Um, And we actually, actually said to her, can you get this film? I really think you'll have a different opinion if you get the film. And she got it and actually called me crying and just was delighted and said, you know, this was so not available to us when I was your, you know, when I was having a baby, and I think this is such an amazing choice you're making, and I support you, you know, wholeheartedly. And 
Um, so I think it was, and my mom just really turned around. I think there were other people who sort of didn't outright say, you know, we think you're crazy, but who kind of vaguely would say, oh, you know, what are the concerns? Like, aren't you concerned about that? But my husband and I, we really weren't. So it was really coming from other people more than anything. And again, those close to us, I think really once they understood, um, became supporters as well. Were there any desires you had that foremost you thought would not be available in the hospital? Yeah. I think it's it's really, there's a couple things. I think at, at the core, it's it's really philosophical on one level. And not that I, I'm not at all doctrinaire, and my husband and I both said, and I always felt that if we needed to go to a hospital, you know, thank God it's there, right? Thank God that the interventions and the treatments and the um, all of the options are available, but that for us and for me, um, giving birth at home just feels like it, it felt like the right place and it felt like the right tone, that it would be um, the two of us really guiding the process, that the, the midwife, um, you know, as midwives say, they don't deliver the babies, they catch mm-hmm. the babies, um, that this was really... For us, it was really a start to what it was to be parents. You know, now that I am a parent and all of seven weeks of expertise and experience in that, you know, I can see how often people get um, tripped up by what's the, what the experts are supposed to tell you. You know, do you cry your child to sleep or not? Do you do this? Do you do that? And I feel like for us, home birth was a start at saying, this is our journey with our son, and this is not anyone else's to sort of tell us how it should be or what to do, um, but to get their facilitation and their guidance along the way. And that, to me, was very much what home birth was. Um, our midwife, wonderful midwife out here in the Bay Area, Maria Ayarillo, um, really you know, supported us through the birth, answered questions, did what we needed to do, but um, it wasn't her having the baby. It was me. And that was one of the biggest reasons um, for us. And we really also felt like it was, it was a kind of environment. I mean, I just thought of being in a hospital. I actually toured one of the hospitals out here. And it was at that point, this was early, early on, when we did have a, we talked to um, a hospital midwife as one of the options. And I went and toured the building with her. And I thought, it's bright and, and sort of technical and felt sterile. And, um, and interestingly, this midwife, who is the hospital midwife, had both of her children at home, and she gave us Maria's name. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I really encourage you to think about this. Um, and so, you know, it was at that point we really started interviewing lots of other people. Um, but it, it, it just made sense to me all, the, all along uh, that this was the place we could do it, and we had a lot more, and I want to say control, but it's not so much control like in the birth, because I think that's a place where it's really about losing control. But it was like in the space of our home, I would have the freedom to do that. No one would tell me I had to be in the bed at this time or I had to have the monitor at this time or I had to take this drug or was offered this drug at this time. And um, I also think I have to be honest that I think I thought I'd be a lot more tempted if I reached the point where I was in a great deal of pain and I called out and wanted an epidural, it would be available and someone would probably give it to me. And I knew that ultimately I didn't really want it, that that wasn't what I would want, but that at points I know that most women... um, that many, many women in the pregnant, you know, in the birth will will kind of look for something to help. And um, I thought, you know, at home we're we're in our own environment, and that's not going to be what I'm looking for. So it's really going to be our process. Mm-hmm. So would you say it gave you more ownership over the birth rather than control? That's a great, yeah, that's a great way to say it. it gave me more ownership. It gave us more, um, 
Yeah, ownership, I think ownership's a good word. Now, what role did your husband play in this decision? You said that he's very supportive. Um, but did he have any reservations or any questions he needed answered? Did he do some active research on his own? Yeah, my husband's just, uh, you know, I, of course, adore him and chose him and love him. So um, I think he's a very interesting person. But I think kind of like we say our kids are cute, you know, and <laughs> we know their own, so we're somewhat biased. But I would say my husband is very much, um, I think, an advocate for this in a way that even surprised me. In fact, one of the jokes early on, he said in one of our birth classes, he said we had to say something that we didn't expect. He, we'd each share something that we didn't expect since the pregnancy. And he said, you know, I didn't expect that my wife would tell me to kind of tone it down at dinner parties about home birth. <laughs> Because he became a very early and staunch advocate, and would, we would go and we'd be with other people who weren't necessarily doing home birth, and I'd be like, honey, you know, they might do something else. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to overstate the thing here. But um, so it needed no persuasion um, and was really, really kind of got it, I think, what it was for the woman, and also, and so what it meant to me, and also what it meant for his role. Um, and he was, so, you know, we actually took two birth classes, one that was focused on a mindfulness practice out here um, that's really using meditation and mindfulness practice, and the second, and we practiced every day together. We meditated every day together, so there was very much a whole process of doing this together, Uh, and then we took a second class that was particularly focused on home birth, Um, and he didn't, you know, he was eager and enthusiastic about all of that, Um, and we did some other courses as well, so he really was, a true, true partner, I think, at every step of the way. Wow, it really sounds like it. Uh, it yeah. doesn't sound like the typical story you hear mm. for most couples that mm. birth in a hospital. It's more of a the husband's for decoration. Right. <laughs> than being <laughs> no, your, not at all. You're no. a party advocate. Yeah, yeah, completely. Now, it sounds like you did a lot of preparation. How were you able to find these different resources and classes in your area? It's, I feel like so much of it, and I think maybe this is partially my, my personality as well, that I'm very much an extrovert, so um, I tend to learn from other people, you know, and as I started getting into this, I talked to one person who would refer me to someone else, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, so that was really how it started to happen. Um, you know, now I feel like I'm literally steeped in this whole birth culture here, um, which is very, very rich. I'm feeling very fortunate to be in the Bay Area these days. It's, it's very, very rich here. And that said, I, I think there's probably a whole lot um, in very many people's areas that people aren't aware of. And so we kind of started playing that networking game. Um, I also found some parents listservs really helpful. There are a couple out here that are very active. Um, so I'd really encourage people to check out you know listservs like that because it's other parents talking about it. In fact, that was what I did. Because I remember the I'm just remembering this now. It sort of becomes like tacit, you know, at some point, but. Early on, I was really unsure about what class to take, and we, there were so many classes offered, and we were like, you know, there were ones that seemed more like about the kind of medical piece, like you just know how the baby's born and how, the, how it works and all of that. There were some more geared to people in the hospital, of course. There were, you know, there were different ones, and um, we learned about the mindfulness class in particular and started doing some research online and just found all these reviews from parents saying, or from, from then, you know, prospective parents saying this was really changed the experience for us. And then what was funny was, as we took the class, we then started realizing people we knew had already taken it. <laughs> We're like, oh, you're in that class. So, um, so I definitely found the word of mouth thing is probably the biggest, um, the biggest resource. But I also found just looking online, checking it out, um, you know, to be, to be really helpful as well. 
Now, what types of challenges did you face as you started preparing for your home birth? You're lucky to be in a much more urban area where there are a lot of options. Right, right. You know, that's I don't know that I, that I would say I faced any external challenges. I mean, I think there are all those that we all feel um, the fear uh, of heading into birth, whether it's a home birth or, or otherwise. I think... Um, I think just, you know, for me on a, on a more internal level, it was really um, just finding room to sort of slow down and I think and to, to really be in touch with myself, which I think is critical in, to birth. It's what, it's what women do, but I also, and I think it happens sort of naturally anyway. But I think with a home birth in particular, there's, there's sort of a, again, it was a sense of walking into something where no one else was going to tell me what to do. And so I had to really get in touch with that place in myself. But I, I wouldn't say that, you know, again, we, we, have a, we had a backup doctor who was quite willing to play that role. She'd worked with our midwife a lot. She's um, been a real advocate herself for home birth. So I knew that if the home birth thing didn't work out for whatever reason, we wouldn't walk in the hospital and be, like, turned away or treated badly or anything like that. Um, so I think other than just kind of perceptions and other people, you know, which again, with few and far between, really, um, I don't think we face too many challenges externally. That's excellent to hear. That certainly isn't always the case. Yeah. The one thing I just, it just occurred to me, the one thing was insurance. Um, that was the one thing, was the insurance company was sort of unwilling to say how much they would cover. And at this point, we're actually still not sure. The first, the first round they've had with my midwife, they said they won't pay for any of it, which goes contradicts California state law from what I understand. So we're going back around with them and I just have a feeling it'll involve some some phone calls and some uh some some notification of what the laws are or how this is supposed to work or something. I'm not sure exactly and hopefully that will work out. But that was really the only um the only big thing and I just find that incredibly ironic that, you know, home birth costs like a te- I mean what a, a typical birth is like $40,000 in the hospital and Typical home birth is four thousand, and and they won't support it. But um, you know that's a whole other phone call, I suppose, or another conversation yeah. for us. <laughs> so that was, I think, really the only the only thing early on. Right, and that is a definite system wide issue that you're talking yeah. about. That right now in hospitals, doctors are rewarded for the more that they do, the more intervention. But when everything mm-hmm. goes right and nothing is needed, it doesn't support low intervention birth. Right, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't, which is probably why it happens. Right. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about your care. I know you had chosen Maria mm-hmm. as your midwife. Mm-hmm. What did your typical prenatal care look like, your appointments, the types of tests and care and things that are involved in midwifery care? Mm. Um, sure, and one other thing I'd just say about that is we did choose Maria, and we interviewed a number of people, and that's one thing... I really recommend because I think it's sort of like Goldilocks. You just have this feeling like you meet with all these people and then you're like, oh, this one's just right, you know. And all of them that we met with were great, were great um, midwives, had had tremendous experience, and I think we would have felt comfortable with largely, but it just felt it just felt right, and I think that's I think that's a good way to go. Um, we so the visits. I mean, that was one of the things again that I think is so different about this this whole other infrastructure of care is, you know, the, the visits on average lasted an hour. On most occasions, my husband um, went with me. Actually, my parents were in town at one point, so they came as well. And Maria asked my mom about her birth stories. And 
Um, we talked about my, you know, how my birth might go related to hers, and just it was just very warm and familial in that way. And then on the regular visits, um, you know, there would be a combination of just conversations. So we'd sit in her. Um, she had, you know, she has actually an office, so we'd sit in the front and we'd talk through any issues that I brought up and questions that I brought in, you know, from anything from diet to a pain I was having to wondering about, you know, how this was going to work when, when she showed up the day of the birth or whatever, you know, all the things that are going on in my head and my heart. We would just talk through those. And then we'd do an exam, um, and each time we'd, you know, hear the baby's heartbeat, and I would wait, you know, I would get weighed, and it was, it was a combination. But I'd say the bulk of the time was not the physical exam. The bulk of the time was really the conversation and the sharing of fears and ideas and, um, you know, information, that sort of thing. Now, did you encounter any specific obligations or procedures due to your age? Was that at all a concern for you and your midwife throughout your care? Well, we were, I will say that that part, and I think I felt much more comfortable ultimately choosing um, home birth and just, you know, even choosing all of it um, after I did get some tests. So because of my age, we did go through a number of the early tests. We got the CVS um, early on. So this was actually before I'd even, I guess it was, I think I started with Maria at about right after that, in fact, at like three or four months. So um, we did do a number of the early, the blood screenings and the, and the CVS, I guess, was the most invasive. And it was very, um, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a choice for us because we went back and forth about it and we also knew that there was some risk of mis- miscarriage from it um, and that it was the most invasive because, of course, they take a piece of the placenta. Um, but the more we learned about, you know, these ratios in urban areas and in hospitals like the ones here, we felt pretty comfortable about it. So um, so as much as we largely didn't choose a kind of hospital-based birth or system, you know, I felt like there was, a, there was a, a way in which in this day and age we have the opportunities to choose those, to choose the parts of that that make sense for us. And for us, um, that really did make sense. So we did several ultrasounds early on, and then we did the, um, the CVS. We did not do the amnio or um, any other. T- we didn't do any really tests after... I guess it was like 12 or 15 weeks. So no ultrasound, nothing of that nature? We did one ultrasound. I'm trying to remember. When I went to see the, um, the backup doctor, I think it was at like 20 weeks, we did one ultrasound then. We did the last ultrasound we did. But we did, do, we did two early on in the first visits when they first were just checking, and then one when they did the CVS, and then one when they did the 20-week visit with the, with right. the doctor. And then after that, no, I, don't, I, don't, I believe we didn't do any after that point. Mm-hmm. You talked about a very valid point there that because technology available doesn't mean that it's always necessary, right. but it doesn't mean that it's not. Right. So I guess the point is to, to uh, you know, choose judiciously what really makes sense in your situation, which can be different for everyone. Right. Because I know, I mean, I do know a number of women um, my age. I think that also I talked to a number of friends, and um, I know women who went both ways in that choice. Some just felt like, whatever the story is, this is my baby, you know, like, and I think others of us felt like, I kind of want to know, um, oh, and that was, I mean, part of the reason we selected the CVS is because one of the early tests I got back um, just had a really low, um, I mean, sorry, it, it actually placed us pretty high mm-hmm. for the possibility of Downs and the possibility of, I forget, the trisemia. Yeah, which of course is fatal, I believe. And we just thought this. We want to know. Like we want to know that nothing. That this. This is not really. Um, 
that this child has a good chance, you know, and so we, we did the other test as well. It sounded like you were able to have a pretty supportive environment. Uh, mm. Your parents were pretty on board. But if you did encounter naysayers, how did you respond? You know, I think it's a, it's a great question. I think it's it sort of depends on why they were naysayers. I, I think there are those among people who um, I think often just don't know. And so when you say home birth, uh, you know, again, still, because I believe it's what, like, when it was at the turn of the century, I think it was like 98% of women, and now it's like 2% or something ridiculous. But, you know, so at one point it was what a lot of people did. Um, but I think for a lot of people it's like now we have hospitals. Why would you do that? You know, why wouldn't you take advantage? And so I think I approached it from that, from that place, which was, you know, here's why this makes sense to us, or even asking them some questions about, you know, and if they were other people who were pregnant, which I, I tended not to get much naysaying, although occasionally from people who were also pregnant because I think that, you know, everyone knows kind of what kind of choices you go through to do it. But it, wasn't, it was less naysaying from people who were other, other pregnant, you know, mamas-to-be. I think I just got more of the, like, wow, you're really courageous, or wow, I can't believe you're doing that, which is not naysaying, but in a way it's sort of a way to say, like, I couldn't do that and I'm, I, I'm not sure I would, you know. <laughs> and I think at that point I'd say, you know, it would, it would be to sort of talk about what the differences were, um, that there is, uh, you know, available research that suggests there's no higher risk, that in fact, um, you know, there's a higher risk, there's certainly a much lower risk of things like a C-section or other kinds of interventions. So it's, it's, it was sort of to, I guess, meet people where they were, which I often felt like was a place, and I don't mean this in any disparaging way, but a place of ignorance, just of not knowing. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I recommended the business of being born because I feel like, I've said that to many, many women at this point, that I feel like the film itself is something every woman should see, not just even pregnant women, because I think it's about very many ways. It's about kind of women and medicine in this country and birth and how birth has been medicalized and why. And so, uh, you know, I often would kind of recommend some other, whether it's that film or some other resource. Mm -hmm. um, a good starting place. Yeah, so people would understand. The film is even more than just about birth. It's about choice and understanding that you do have choices. Exactly. I think a lot of women don't realize just hospitals, birth is yeah. what you do. And they, like you said, they don't know if it's something they would do, but it's not even something they considered. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly it, Catherine. I, I think I feel like, you know, you can make, the, as long as you're making the ultimate choice with that understanding that you've seen what the range of options looks like, and I think often for many women, um, whether it's because of your parents or it's just because of what we've known or what feels like it makes sense or feels available, we limit those options. Um, and I think that that's, that's really what I wanted to do was just say, you know, hey, there are these other things available. Um, and I'd say, you know, honestly, other than that, um, we didn't get a whole lot of, like, people that were really like, wow, that's crazy, you know, wow, well, that's, mm -hmm. or, or, or suggesting that's yeah. dangerous, exactly. I think there were ways in which, in, in veiled ways, people might have perhaps been, that would have been their concern. But, um, but you know, again, I feel like it was sort of to say, wow, I respect what you would have done or what you did or, or what you're talking about, but this is, this is why this choice makes sense for many women and why it makes sense for me. You talked a little bit about your emergency plan. You had some concurrent care with a backup physician. Right. Now, can you tell us a little bit more of what, what the steps were that you had taken to prepare in the event that emergency did arise? Sure. Um, 
we had, as we said, we had a backup doctor, Dr. Norell, and um, we had, I met with her twice. So I met with her, as I said, about mid, what was it, about 20 weeks. And then I met with her uh, a second time. I'm not, I'm not recalling exactly when it was, but I just wanted to be sure that she was in touch, too, with where we were, and she met my husband, and um, we talked to her about the other women and the, the other doctors in the practice. So, Because the likelihood would be it's a hospital practice, which was actually one of the other reasons we didn't want a hospital birth is very often you choose X doctor or midwife, and you get Y doctor or midwife because that's the person on call or who's available. And we wanted someone we had a relationship with. Um, so, you know, Dr. Norell, we talked to her about the other people that would be on possibly and knowing how that would work if we showed up at the hospital. Um, it was something that our midwife went through some steps with us um, to talk about. And I actually, it was something, this kind of came through another friend who had a home birth and ultimately they had to, um, she had to go in the hospital after the baby was born for something. And her only recommendation was make sure you have the car seat in, which was also recommended by the midwife, but that was something we got, we got together before, like just in case. We, you know, we either had to go to the hospital to deliver or we had to go to the hospital for some other reason that we had the car seat, um, you know, all, all ready. And, and again, we're very fortunate. The hospital is about 10 minutes away, like with traffic, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think we knew that we would know in consultation with our midwife if there was need for it. And we'd hop in the car and we'd, we'd deal with it then. But we knew that on the other end, we had a hospital that we could show up for that would, that would take us and that would serve us well. And that's excellent. Fortunately, that's something that a lot of women don't have yeah. the option of. That, you know, in areas that are more rural, there yeah, are physicians that are supportive. And I, I just want to share one story. It's a friend of mine who's exact same age as me, and we ended up, she actually had several miscarriages as well. She ended up getting pregnant. Um, she's three weeks, her baby was born three weeks before ours, and she's in a rural part of, she's in a, in a pretty rural part of California. And um, she thought this was not a possibility. And after we started talking about it, she was seeing a doctor, um, and in fact, she got lots of scare tactics from the doctor who, when she left the doctor's practice, she called her and she said, I think this is unsafe and you're making a bad decision. Um, and she ultimately followed through. She had a beautiful home birth, um, but she had to really work it. She did find a doctor who said to her, I will not call it a backup. <laughs> he said kind of for insurance reasons. And it was interesting, it was a man. You know, he was, there were several, the doctors she was seeing before that were women and they were totally unsupportive of it. And she found this guy who said, I will do it, um, but, like, I don't know exactly how they worked that. Like, you know, she knew, again, if she showed up at the hospital that they would, they would work with her, and she did see him once. But, um, you know, that's just to say, I think, for women in those situations as well, that it probably just requires some more work. Mm-hmm. But I bet there are people that, that would support it if you look hard. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, I, but that is also to say, again, I... I I, I certainly can't. I, I'm in a I'm in a very fortunate position to be here and have those options available. And also in California, you're you're lucky. It's a little bit unusual um, in most of the rest of the nation, but many of your hospitals do have midwives on staff. Yes, yes, it's much more common. I mean, in in the one birth class we had, there's only one other couple doing home birth, but out of that group, I'd say like 75% of the group had midwives, mm-hmm. but they were just hospital-based midwives. Right, and that's that's pretty atypical of yeah. the mm. rest of the nation, especially mm. in the less urban areas. That's just not an option. Now, tell us a little bit about your birth. We've been waiting all this time. <laughs> um, well, it was a long one. Um, 
Well, we went to dinner. My parents came in um, about two weeks before, and we were ultimately, Asher, our son, was born uh, just a day before his due date. So um, we were having dinner with them, and I, I just had this feeling that night. I said to my husband, Ben, you know, something feels different. Like, I feel kind of crampy, but it's different than those other feelings because I think there's a feeling of many of us, like, will we know? Will we know when this is happening? Um, and we went home that night, and the contraction started about two hours later, and that was a Saturday night. And um, and just to give you a sense of it, Asher was born on Monday afternoon. So I labored through Saturday night, and, um, you know, and then Sunday the, contra- they were, the contractions were about 10 minutes apart, 12 minutes apart, and then they'd go a little longer, a little shorter, and basically, we called the midwife at that point, of course, and she said, well, I'll come when, it's, when they're four minutes apart on, for an hour, like when they're in a regular you know, rhythm and they're, and they're much closer. And so we moved it along, and um, it was basically my husband and I the whole first night, and then the, the day they, they lessened significantly, but I still was having contractions at least like every half hour or so. And so we went through Sunday, and um, I started to kind of despair on Sunday night a little bit because... I thought, why aren't these, why aren't, you know, this is the point when it's supposed to, um, you know, why aren't they moving along more quickly? Why am I not having contractions at closer intervals at this point? But, um, and I hear this, is, I understand this is pretty typical and sort of this nocturnal way that birth occurs, but as literally night fell that, that night on Sunday night, they just kicked in again. Um, and the same thing, they, they hit at one point, like four or five minutes, but then they'd get, they'd go to longer intervals again. Um, so I think I had sort of the next moment of, you know, what is happening here? Why is this not moving more quickly? Um, Sunday night, I, and mostly I had no idea what time it was, and I actually felt relieved. By, like, I, you know, we had made an attempt not to have clocks around, and I think I, think I went into a very different um, experience of time, which is sort of lacking the same construct that time normally has. I didn't even know what it was or how long time had passed. But I happened to walk in the kitchen at some point and saw the clock say 4.30 in the morning, and I thought, oh, my God, it's going to be another day and I'm still not having this baby. Um, but this was really kind of a watershed moment in the whole thing when um, I think, you know, there were, I realized at some point that, because I kept wanting the midwife to come mm-hmm. and kept feeling like the midwife should come, and I started to realize, like, we're still having the baby. Like, whether the midwife comes or not, like, we have, the, you know, my, I, I and my husband supporting me, like, it's my work and our work to do. Um, so we did call her just to say, like, what, you know, what can we do? And at that point, I was, I was concerned. And she basically said, Michaela needs to sleep. Um, I, thought, I wasn't sleeping. I was just trying to kind of go through the contractions and mostly just resting a little bit but not sleeping. Um, and she told my husband to get me a glass of wine and get me to bed. Mm-hmm. So um, I did sleep for a couple of hours, and that just helped enormously because by the time um, the morning came and I'd gotten about three hours of sleep, I just, I think I felt renewed both physically some and psychologically. Uh, I really felt at that point like, okay, I can do this. And I started, you know, coming more quickly. And by about 10 that morning, she came over. um, And she she jokes that mine is one of the most mellow births she's ever seen. She actually didn't, I was as far along as I was. Um, uh, I've practiced meditation for quite a while. And I don't know if it's, you know, because I was a much more quiet sort of, I I went to a very inside place. Um, and so she basically said to me, we need to, uh, it wasn't sort of like, 
it felt a little bit like don't be so mindful, but it was sort of like, you know, we need to move that. She said, you're going to have this baby by tonight, um, but we need to move that baby's head down. Um, at that point, I was about five centimeters long. And so all day on Monday, we marched around the apartment and squatted and really tried to push the baby's head down. And um, and Asher was born at 4.38 that afternoon. So, And then we got to the last stage, um, and... Uh, I was pushing, and he had um, meconium. In there was meconium in the water, so she knew that that might be a concern. And you know, this is where I think more than any time, I just I I felt the difference with not being in a hospital where we know someone else where that happened, and they like whisked them into some peds unit, and it was a huge deal. And Maria just basically looked at us and said, you know, so there's some meconium in the water. I'm going to just move you out. We were going to have the baby in the water. She said, I'm going to move you out of the water. And we had a bed kind of set up right next to it. And so the last couple pushes we did on the bed. But I never knew. She said, I'm just going to suction out, you know, suction him out as soon as he comes out. So you'll see me doing that. And she sort of explained it, but it it didn't concern me. I, I wasn't, you know, I thought that everything was just fine and we were just going to have the baby. So... Um, so that's what we did, and he, you know, he came out at. The, then the pushing was about less than half an hour um, by the time we got to that stage, so um, which was a great relief. And he uh, he was born that evening. During that birth, since it didn't go as quickly or follow mm-hmm. that pattern you had expected, did you at any point question your decision to have a home birth? Not once. It's funny. I I definitely I think I questioned at points just my own capacity like at points I was like oh my god I'm, I can't do this anymore like I'm tired or I'm but it was never like um I, I kept thinking what would be different if I was in the hospital <laughs> like I still am having the baby and I honestly just kept thinking and if I were in a hospital I wouldn't be able to move around like this I wouldn't have you know my husband and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to get in and out of the tub um and have it just it just felt like there was no there was nothing about the moments that I had of concern or just you know, fear that would be any different in a hospital setting. And in fact, I felt like being in the setting we had was really intimate and beautiful. And we had, you know, we had candles everywhere. We had very low light um, all the time, whether it was morning or night. Just It was very peaceful. We were playing all sorts of music um, from, at one point, this very relaxing music. And then when it got to the point where we needed to speed it up, we were, like, dancing to Tony Bennett. And, you know, it was... It was really our birth experience and, and my birth experience rather than something I felt like that was, was, was imposed by someone. And so I think I, I just never felt this at any point like that would have made more sense to be in a hospital to me. Now, looking back over the whole experience, pregnancy, what were the foremost benefits of birthing at home? I really think it's some of what I just touched on, that I feel like the the ownership, as, as you used the word earlier, which I really like, um, that we had of the process. And as I said, everything from, you know, music to environment to lighting to, I believe in hospitals you can't even have fire, right? So you can't put candles, which is, seems minor on one level and on another. It just, it just we could create the space in which this baby was going to come and the space that made sense to us and for me in having the baby. Um, and that included even my, you know, my mom was here sort of in the kitchen for bits of it and had brought all this food. And, um, and, then, and then during the birth, and particularly in the, in the later stages, was, you know, was there, was, was part of this. Um, and I, it just felt really like it was, there was a kind of intimacy to it and a kind of um, connection, especially for me and my husband, uh, that I, 
you know, I don't know because I haven't had a baby in the hospital, so I, do, I know that that's, I, I think that's really possible there too, so I don't want to in any way suggest that it's not, but I know for me and for us, um, it just felt like that was, that was a real, a big part of it was the intimacy. And I also, you know, the more I do talk to other women and um, friends or just people I meet about birth, um, I'm struck by how often, you know, what they call the cascade of interventions um, it gets set into motion. And I knew that birthing at home and that my experience was birthing at home, it, there was nowhere for that to start. I wasn't going to be encouraged to get any drugs, and so they weren't going to lead to any other drugs and, and change my experience. And so I felt like that was a very, um, it was a very powerful place to stand as a woman. Like, I, you know, this is my birth, and, and I can do this. And I really feel like that's one of the biggest things about home birth is it, it's really this statement about um, the power and, and um, the in, you know, the inner strength uh, of women and that we, we've done this for centuries and that we can do it. And then the final thing I'd say is I feel like my connection with my son, while, again, I know that no matter where he was born, that, that would be true, um, I felt like, you know, having my husband, I mean, my husband caught the baby um, and put him on my chest and he nursed and, like, you know, right away, as they suggest, kids will kind of, you know, babies find their way and, we were laying there, you know, on this daybed in what is now his room, having him. And so every time we're in his room, that's the place where he was born. And there's something very special and connected about that experience. It felt like it really connected me to him. It connected both of us, my husband and I, you know, to each other and to him. And it just it just felt like that kind of experience um, was really much more possible in our home. What was your husband's reaction to birth? Is he even more passionate now than he was yeah, before? Absolutely. Um getting the word actually that my, my son is uh is needing to eat, so well <laughs> speaking of which, but let me so let me answer that question. So, um yeah, absolutely. I think he's he's even more I think both of us are just we, we walked away from it going, Wow, we really want other people to have this experience and to have this opportunity. You know, if you were to have another child, would you make different decisions the next time? No, I think if I were to have another child, I'd just feel like, wow, I'd done a lot of the work to to learn about what's available here um, and, you know, would, would be able to make those those choices. I mean, I, I guess you never know because um, where I'd have another child and, you know, there'll be all sorts of different conditions. So I think each time I'd probably, I, I'm, I'm not going to assume I'd make any of the same or different choices. But um, But I definitely think that, you know, I come to it with a great advantage of having having had this experience and having done the research we did. I think that's a very important point. You have to look at the individual circumstances of every situation. Even if right. you had a past home birth, there might be circumstances in the next pregnancy that say, you know what, in our situation, a hospital birth makes the most sense. So it's right. definitely not you know, home birth at all costs, but weighing the risks and benefits in each situation. Yeah, and, you know, it was one of the things that we were really, we talked about with every midwife we interviewed, and we felt very strongly that we wanted a midwife who would say, part of my job is to know when you need to go to the hospital. You know, that this is not about any statement of home birth. This is about what makes sense for this baby being born. And if at any point it's clear that this is not possible in our home, then let's go to the hospital. You know, like we have no problem with that, um, if that's what's necessary. It was not our starting point, but it was, a, it was a possibility and an option for us. 
what is the one piece of takeaway advice you'd like to share with other women who may be considering home birth with their first baby at an advanced maternal age or over the age of 35? Hmm. I would just say to to check it out, you know. Um, I think it was one of the things that my midwife said to me at some point when I, you know, it said to her what people said, and she laughed, and she said, you know, your vitals are like those of a 32-year-old woman, and there's really no reason we'd be more concerned about you than someone who has, for example, you know, just made poor health decisions or is unhealthy or un- unwell, Um and or, you know, anyone that's well and is your age, like you're, there's, not a, there's not a problem because of your age per se. So I think it's just not to be deterred in any way by the age, by the age as an issue because in and of itself, I don't think that it is. Um, and I just think that, you know, it was funny, but one of the other things that my midwife said to me at, when we kind of had the, I'm not going to say the debrief, but, you know, when we were just talking about the birth after, um, she said, I'm trying, she said, I'm trying to come up with a word. And she said, I think it was that your birth was very mature. It was sort of like, you know, she said, often I see women where they're almost working through a lot of issues through the birth. And she said, I felt like that wasn't true for you. Like there were a lot of things you had kind of worked out. And so you came to this in a place of maturity. And I think that's probably true for a lot of women um, of my age is it was a real, you know, if you're 39 and having a baby or, or over the age of 35, it was really um, something you, you, know, you, you chose and, and waited a long time in life to do for whatever reason. And so I think that it's like home birth for us almost, I don't know if it makes more sense, but it, it's certainly an option and something that kind of offers the place where, again, you've made that one choice in a very discerning way. It offers you a place to make the birth choice in a very discerning way as well. Well, thank you so much, Michaela, for being with us today and for sharing your story. You're welcome. It was really a pleasure. Thank you so much, Catherine. On the next episode of Bellies to Birthcast, join us as we talk to other mothers who chose home birth.